we're back on the rule of three. Two comics, three topics, ten minutes each. The perfect podcast for your modern lifestyle. Soon to be no politics. This, uh, this I think, will be the last political show. This is the last time that politics will be allowed on the rule of three. We'll now have two rules. Uh, got to be under ten minutes and got to be politics free. So wow. I guess we need a, well, we're going to need a third rule in the other uh, eventually. Uh, that's Bent Washburn on the other side. Hey, no politics after this one. We've, we we kind of haven't been talking about it already, but okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Of course, I'm Tim Slegel. Uh, later in the show, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, someone who's been appearing at comedy clubs that, uh, that, that possibly might not be appropriate for comedy clubs. <laughs> Santa. Is it Santa, Tim? <laughs> uh, we're also going to be talking... Uh, uh, about uh, 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 hipsters and uh, why they uh, why they look like hipsters. Yeah. And uh, but the first topic. This is one that uh, uh, a couple weeks ago Bent sent this to me, and we didn't we didn't really want to we didn't really want to hit it till we were ready. Uh, we have to squeeze it in. I don't know if we're ready, but we have to squeeze it in before the uh, before the the moratorium. Uh, it's a Scientific American article that we'll, we'll link on Facebook. Uh, uh, why uh, socioeconomic status uh, hurts your health? Yes. In other words, <laughs> inequality is bad for your yeah, health. That's right. That's right. Inequality, social, uh, economic. Um, according to the article, as uh, uh, the social economic scale ladders, lower rungs have become more populated than over people with medical problems has climbed. It's not merely an issue of poor health or for the poor or some version of better health for everyone else. Uh, starting with Jeff Bezos at the top, every step down the ladder is associated with worse health. Yep. So I guess that means Jeff Bezos is going to live forever. Very healthy man. Very <laughs> healthy man. Maybe, yeah, so he's not shaving his head because it's a delicing thing going on or anything like that. He's very healthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the link between socioeconomic inequality and poor health goes beyond simple access to care and living with more dangers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, less than half the health changes along the social economic scale health ladder can be explained away by risks such as smoking, alcohol co- consumption, and reliance on fast foods or protective factors such as insurance and health club memberships. Uh, uh, according to uh, 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 who's, who's Whitehall it? study, uh-huh. I think, uh, led by uh, epidemiologist Michael Marmot, uh, he mm. demonstrated it clearly. The, the latter or gradient exists in countries with universal health care. If care availability was truly responsible, universal access should make the gradient vanish. So they're saying so, it doesn't, right? They're saying it's not to do with access to the health care. That's what they're saying, uh, right? Well, yeah. Well, they're actually going a little bit further. Uh, they're saying that uh, that it, it it has to do with the fact that some people have more money than others. Yeah, period. And, just and, period. And that, that, yeah. Just period, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that uh, that we, uh, it, uh, I guess, and, and it went into a science, it, it's an actual scientific study. I mean, it's not, I kind of expected it to be, you it's know, not. Uh, this is full real. of lesal words and that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I mean, it's uh, wealthier countries. It, it, it doesn't matter if the country's wealthy or not. It doesn't matter, and it also applies to states. It, mm-hmm. it, it, and the, 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 the wider the disparity between rich and poor, 
the worse people's health becomes. Yeah. And it, and it, they're relating it directly to they're saying your SES, your socioeconomic status, will uh, trigger uh, uh, more inflammation. Right? Isn't that what they're saying? <laughs> you get yeah. chronic inflammation in your body. It, it, what, there's a guy they point out named Bruce McEwen who they said revolutionized medicine again uh, when he brought he, – he discovered the idea of allostatic load. That's what they – don't – there's a joke there if you want it. But allostatic load <laughs> is when your body uh, is constantly trying to seek, uh, I guess you say, stasis. And so we're constantly under siege by problems. Like a toe infection, your whole body has to deal with that infection and there's stresses that are going on. And uh, it, it shortens your life and makes you basically more susceptible to disease and bad health. And they're saying that the stress of being poor next to a really rich neighbor uh, makes you unhealthy. And I believe this one. I'm, I'm, I'm complete. I, I, after reading this, I think it's probably true. I well, really if do. It causes it, 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 it causes inflammation. That's yes, it. when you totally. have to live live next to someone who has more money than you, you become inflamed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and eventually, so do they. If you get if you get inflamed enough, you know what I mean. You'll burn their house down. You. I mean, that's what history shows. If the the inequality gets too great, or even if it's just perceived, true. Then if uh, if, if it's simply inflammation, though, can't can't we take care of that with aspirin? Uh, no, no, uh, ibuprofen, right? No? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Either but, one. But chronic inflammation apparently will give you – like there, there's another part of this study, fascinating. Jenny Tong, that's her name, uh, in, in a low-ranking rhesus monkeys. You know how rhesus monkeys have a, 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 a pecking order, right? Sure. The low and, ranking, and little access and little access to aspirin. And no, probably no, no access. I'm going to go out or have ibuprofen. <laughs> the low ranking, you laugh, but Tim, the low. Oh, no, ranking, no, no, no. I just, it just, it just occurred to me as <laughs> it just sounds like a joke because I can't sell this to you. You're a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like a joke line. <laughs> it's probably a real line. I, I bet. But anyway, the low ranking Reese's monkeys, chronic inflammation. The, uh, financial losses after the Great Recession, six years later, uh, they, they can predict uh, more C-reactive protein levels. Now, this is what scientists say, Tim. That doesn't mean I understand it because I don't. I don't understand any of this. <laughs> but it's what they say. And uh, there's, one, there's one statistic in here I wanted your take on. 1976, 1%, the top 1%, owned 9% of everything. Now the top 1% own 24% of everything. Is that because the rich are just they're that much smarter than us naturally? Or, or do you think that it's possible the playing field might be getting rigged by the rich? What do you think? I, 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 don't, think, I, I, I don't think it's any rigging. I, th I, I think it has to do with the, uh, with, with the obsession of the top 1%. And uh, uh, the lethargy of being in the bottom one percent myself, I, I I have earned my position. But you're not. <laughs> I can guarantee you are, you're not the lower one percent, are you? Are you that low? Oh my gosh, I had no idea. <laughs> you have a luxury car with heated uh, defroster. Yeah, only you because know. only because somebody died and no one wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfectly noble way to get by. 
they, there was this living, room. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 the uh, it's the first world version of picking through the landfill. That's that's how that's I got right. a nice car. <laughs> it's a better yeah, better middens or better middens isn't a good word to use. Let's say dump. A better there are better dumps over here. There's more stuff. What, what, what I don't understand, and you hear this all the time. You say that uh, the, the top one percent owns too much of the of the wealth. Yeah. What, what is the proper ratio that the the the, the one percent should have? Well, to I, me, the, I don't know the proper ratio, but that's not the real question. The question really is what I I think I asked earlier: Is the playing field fair? I think sometimes uh, people on one side of the aisle look at these unequal outcomes and immediately assume it's not a fair playing field. I would say, no, the playing field might be fair, but as you say, some people play harder and better than others. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it doesn't take that. And, uh, you know, also we have to, we have to separate uh, something that's never done, wealth from income. Because usually when they talk about the top percent, they talk about the top percent of income. And, mm. and not the top percent of one percent of wealth. It, it, it's and it doesn't really take that much mm-hmm. to get in the top one percent of income. Uh, what you can? Is yeah, it... it's not. It, I, it's work. I, I mean, you have to study hard in school. You have to. You have to go to medical school. Yeah, you have to. You, you know, it, 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 it is achievable. It, it, it is I, achievable I, no, for all for anyone who is willing to put in the effort. You can be in the top one percent. I, uh, I, I, don't I disagree that. with anyone that says that it's. Oh, oh okay. One Maybe if you really maybe high. if you're born maybe if you're born with a mental deficiency. And, no. and you know you can barely get through high school. Yeah, for no, you, yes. The odds of you, and, and, and unless you, unless you're really pretty and look good on the on the movie screen, or uh, um, uh, are great at sports, if you're not very smart, yeah, the odds of you seeing the one percent slim no, to none. Uh, no, I would say first of all, I would like to know the number of what what number of those one percent had a ton of money just dumped on top of their head. Through inheritance, very right few, gate. very few. It's it, it's like it's. I, now, I think less than. I, I think I, no, I'm not. Uh, the the the. If you look at the the Forbes 500, is uh, the majority of them are first generation wealth. Interesting. Now, the majority now, of the here, Forbes 500 okay. are first generation wealth. And this and, is... and uh, let, let's let's also put a qualifier here. Okay, how much do you think it would take? How much do you think you have to earn a year? To be in the top one percent. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is at this point. I know we now have more millionaires in America than Sweden has people at yeah. this point. Now, yeah. but I wanna, go I wanna, universal there's healthcare. One, there's one point I want to make about my. No, no, no. Let me let me get this out because people okay. are probably curious now. It's about four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand a year. You're in the one percent. Four hundred thousand a year. That's it. It's a lot of money, but it's not. But 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 it's like it's like what a surgeon makes. Okay, but that's wealth versus income. Then we're talking. Yeah, that is a big difference. That, that, that's income. That's yeah. re- exactly. It does but not. But if you measure it by wealth, that's fascinating. Now here's here's what I want to say. But, but we usually no, I, usually I, I, when they talk gotta, about the wealth, when they talk about the top one percent having the wealth, they're talking about the the, the, the gross national income. That, that that's usually what they talk about well, because uh, that's the only need... thing that's the only thing that they can take from you. There is no constitutional ability at this point to take away wealth. You can Yet. only take away income. Yet. Yet. Oh, that's coming. <laughs> it is coming. Okay, now I want this is what I want to say. I do believe that at this point the playing field is a bit rigged 
and we need to – well, I think, first of all, we always have to police the playing field, always. But we should not always assume because there are unequal incomes that it means people are cheating. That's not the case at all. However, and, and here, here's my story to back up that opinion. If you look up Michael Milken and you look up under the Forbes whatever hundred, he's worth several billion dollars, and they list his money. He's self-made. That's how they say his wealth is self-made. But he got his money. He was a partner with Ivan Boski, the first junk mail bond kings back in the 80s. And he, he, he came out of that deal uh, with a pile of money, and he served 22 months. That's all he served. 22 months of prison time, and he came out of that with a ton of money. And they, they took $600 million, but he got to keep about $500 million. And he got the low prison sentence because he ratted out Ivan Boski. So that's my – I really think – and, and I, I really think that uh, it's a bit rigged still right now. Well, for him. Yeah. It's also uh, – Well, but it's rigged for everybody. <laughs> the length of, the, him, the length of the, these segments are also rigged, bent. Oh, We're way over. <laughs> way over budget. We're back on the rule of three. Uh, in the final segment, we are going to be talking about uh, coming to a comedy club near you. It uh, uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that in just a bit. But in this uh, in this episode or segment, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, something. We it's an article we found like a couple weeks ago, and we were going to do it, and then we put it off. But the longer the article goes on, the funnier it gets. <laughs> yeah, is uh, is uh, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Tubal. I, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. My French is worse than my Spanish. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad, I assume. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But mathematician and neuroscientist holds a Ph.D. in math from France's prestigious École Polytechnique, where he won a prize for the thesis on how to simulate neurons in the brain. He publishes papers with titles like Pulse-Style Localized Dynamics and Delayed Neural Field Equations in Arbitrary Dimension and the Propagation of Chaos in Neural Fields. And I think those are real papers. <laughs> Propagation <laughs> of Chaos in Neural Fields. Is that what it is? Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, lately, he's been thinking about hipsters. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> why hipsters all seem to dress alike. <laughs> Something we all wonder, you know, we all see it like, why do they think they're rebels? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. In his line of work, there are neurons that also behave like hipsters. <laughs> neurons. 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 At a molecular level, almost, almost molecular level. Uh, they, uh, they fire when every neuron around them is quiet or they fall silent when every neuron around them is chattering. Uh, uh, <laughs> Little sociopaths, really. Yeah, yep. It, it, basically, what he he is uh, categorized the hipster effect. Uh, uh, he, uh, he is, the title of his paper is the is called the hipster effect yeah. when anti-conformists all Always. look the same. Why? And it <laughs> totally happens. It happens. And yeah. my daughter, when I was when she was in high school, my daughter Izzy. Told me that when she was in high school, she said, "Dad, all these kids want to be different, and they all end up being the same." She could see it. 
it's it's obvious to all of us how these trends of nonconformity eventually every once in a while it seems like someone sets out to try to set a trend and it doesn't go anywhere and those people usually <laughs> you know what i mean they don't yeah, it doesn't those, stick those, those are the people on the fringes of society the true the yeah. true original uh we we often call them crazy yeah <laughs> well no that's true i think that's true it's like yeah. that uh, i like to think outside the box no you can't think inside the box actually you know what I mean? Just, that kind of your right, thoughts are outside. Right. Yeah, sure. You you just like thinking in a smaller box. That's, yeah, that's it. You don't like you don't you don't like the box where everyone is. No, you like the, you like the box over to the side. You yeah. like. Uh, well, it's like you, I say, the box. We have good ideas in the box, not bad ones. And if you come up with yeah. <laughs> some of the hipster things are really dumb, like the beanie cap, that knit cap. Like I did. I assume that started up in seattle or someplace where any day of the year you can kind of it's a good idea to kind of have a cap well a it actually i think it i think it started personally i think mm -hmm. it started with uh, uh uh michael nesmith from the monkeys really that long ago the, the, well yeah uh, uh, I Michael Nesmith was the one who wore the yeah, who wore the, the beanie cap. The beanie cap. Even yeah. the, even though he was in Southern California, he wore a beanie that's, cap that's everywhere. My, but if he was in Northern California, it makes sense. It make, San Francisco, a little bit, a little bit, a no. little bit. But yeah. uh, but I remember, I remember in middle school, I remember uh, uh, a lot of us started wearing uh, the beanie caps to class. We would not actually we'd uh, uh, we would not take them off and put them in our locker. We would actually. Yeah, it was uh, so. So I mean, that's that's how far back that goes. I've, I've seen them in July in Atlanta, and then that person's you know preaching about the evils of the mainstream society, blah blah. I'm like you, get, you, you or when they, they take after older generations for they, you know, they they like to believe. Well, if I was alive in their time. I would have been on the right side of history. And I said, no, you would be on the side of whichever side of history wore beanie caps in July <laughs> in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Culture is so powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. What I think, I think actually the, the, the real cause, the real motivation behind the beanie cap mm -hmm. is, uh, uh, can be simply described as uh, male pattern baldness. <laughs> yeah. but, that, but that monkey guy, he had tons put, of hair, didn't he? The what? I, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I, I do not know. I do not know why Michael Nesmith wore a beanie. I, uh, I have, I have no idea why that was done. See? But, but nowadays, nine times out of ten, when you see someone that uh, does not take off their hat when they enter a building, bald, bald, bald. I, I don't know. I'm not going to go with. I think I see way too many like young women in their twenties with a beanie cap on in the summer. Like, what are you doing? It's, I don't understand. But the hips. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's something different. I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm talking about the men in the beanie. Oh, the men in the beanie. Okay, so we're yep. getting back. They. What else does the article say? How does it explain how this happens? Well, uh, apparently, there's two kinds of people in the world: those who like to go with the flow, and those who do the opposite. Hmm. Hipsters, in other words. Over time, people perceive what the mainstream trend is and either align themselves or oppose it. Hmm. So it's just a it's, big binary uh, kind of reaction to any position. Yeah, yeah. It's either it's either yeah. You're either you're you know when I was in, when I was in high school, there there were the people that came in and sat at the lunch table, and then there are the people that went over uh, outside to where everyone was smoking. 
Okay. It, 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 it's uh, it, yeah. So there were there were people who would have lunch, and there were people that wanted to smoke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say wanted had to. They had to smoke after a while. You know what I mean? They're addicted. Yeah, you know, you know. At that point, it's still a choice. Yeah. It, it, well, it's, I don't think. I, I, I think. I think. I think anybody in high school can pretty much quit if they want to. What? I. I yeah. I don't think it. I, I. I don't think that the addiction happens until you've smoked for four years through high school. I. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> like, I don't think that is true. Uh, kids don't think you can smoke in high school and quit. I don't. I do not think that is true at all. <laughs> I thought it was interesting in the article. He talked about that critical mass. Like once the hipster nonconformist group got large enough, then a population would start toggling back and forth between the the choices in either group. And then it uh-huh. almost like it sure, just sure sure because there's always because because there's always this there's always this character called the wannabe, mm-hmm. and, and, and the wannabe adopts the the the, the nonconformist culture, and then usually that person usually that person is you know it, it, it's the cool person in the conformist group, yeah, and and what that does is then the conformists all start Leap absorbing in. it, and, and then, then the nonconformists are like, dang it, there goes my identity. Yeah, they took my beanie. They but, took my beanie then what happens is it there did he talk in the article about the generational effect like once you get to like say in your early 30s or i'd say early 40s and you give up like you know how we give up and you just wear sweatpants everywhere what about us are we you know what i mean because we're not even participating we're just watching both sides go back and forth (laughs) you, you, you know what you know what you know what i've realized because I used to be, I I I, I used to be a, a, a nonconformist. And, yes, you uh, did. <laughs> uh, when you're in your twenties, when you're in your twenties, shopping at the Goodwill is hipster. When you're my age, oh, yeah. it makes you look like you shop at the Goodwill. It's sad. <laughs> it, is, it becomes sad. Yeah. Hipster becomes sad. The irony fades. Oh, it absolutely. goes away. And uh, and suddenly suddenly it's, oh, give that guy, give that guy a dollar so he can buy a hamburger. Yeah I, yeah, I used to have a line where I'd say if you wear like those Abercrombie and Fitch pre-destroyed pants, or, or even you don't look hip, you look homeless. It's absolutely true. Yeah. After a certain age. You just can't get away with it. You're not right. a hipster. You're just. But uh, the, the the important thing we got to get this in before uh, before we're uh, mm. we're out of time. The the the, the funny part, the 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 uh, the, the uh, epilogue to the story, mm. uh, sort of, is that after this article came out, apparently Getty Images published a picture of a uh, hipster. It's like you know, like the dictionary stock <laughs> image of a hipster, and. Uh, they were threatened with a lawsuit from somebody <laughs> saying, you used my picture without permission. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it turns out uh, this person who had complained about his picture being used in an article about how all hipsters look the same, uh, it wasn't him. It was- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. Getty I- Images provide a, provided a signed release form that uh, that identified the, the 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 person, and it's like, no, we didn't. We didn't. It wasn't <laughs> you, buddy. Cool. Looks just like me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently, apparently, your anti-conformity is a little too conforming there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like to be the same. That's it. Humans like to be the same as other humans.
And we're back on the rule of three uh, in the final segment. Uh, there is something that's been uh, uh, going across the Facebook feeds, something that's been in the news. And uh, it, it is kind of interesting, and it uh, kind of hits home for Bent and I. Uh, because it's uh, it's one week of work that neither of us will get. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently uh, Stormy Daniels is now getting booked in comedy clubs. <laughs> yeah, to headline, I assume. Is uh, she an opener? Well, seems like she's uh, more of an opener. Well, she might she might bottom line too. You don't <laughs> you don't really know. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's uh, uh, the, the 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 joke joint in uh, Houston, uh, which is uh, which is owned by uh, I, don't, I don't know if you ever worked for Ken. I did, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You worked for Ken. Ken mm-hmm. used to uh, also book a joke joint in St. Paul, I believe, and he did. Th- yeah. I think there was a joke joint in Minneapolis as well. Yeah, it's uh, he's now in Houston. Uh, we both know Ken. Uh, great guy. Yeah, funny comic. He's a nice <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, decided to. Uh, uh, Decided to take the bait. I, I, I actually uh, heard through the wind that uh, that uh, uh, they were approaching a lot of agents about. Oh, uh, I, I uh, assume. About, yeah. Sure. Sure. It's uh, um, it, it, for for me. It kind of defined the totem pole of entertainment. <laughs> it lets me know where we are. It does. Yeah. It does yeah. kind of let uh, you know where uh, you are. Yeah, because uh, it it starts with porn star. Well, there's stuff above porn star. But, uh, but it's you not comic. Porn, porn star is the bottom. No, no, no. it's comic. Uh, 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 featured stripper is the bottom because that's what happens when you get twenty years past porn star. Oh, that's it. <laughs> and, and, and then when you're when you when you when you gain too much weight, there's only one place you can go, and that's the comedy clubs. <laughs> <laughs> well, she no, you can't just go to the comedy club. What do you mean? No, we're she can she's there because she also has. Right? Are you saying just regular over can just be comedians? What? Well, you can get booked at comedy clubs, and that's, you know, how would you define comedian? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, everybody everybody down at the UPS warehouse is a comedian. Well, yeah, that's true. I meet them after my shows all the time. All the time. They walk up to me and tell me about how they could do what I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. But now yep. are you opposed and and, and, and yeah, I, I usually tell them yes you could. You 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 absolutely could. There is no I have no uh the only talent I have is that I can't get up in the morning to make it to the UPS warehouse. That's <laughs> That's the only thing I have over you. Mailing stuff. I just can't do it anymore. I I don't believe that. You I don't believe just anybody could do what we do. I'm, no. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Well. No. Know, I'm, no I'm way. Sar- I'm being a little. I'm being a little sarcastic. I think here. a lot. A lot. I mean. But the thing I've is, the thing is mics. with Stormy. <laughs> yeah. The thing is with Stormy, and this is this is the most important thing today, is uh, uh, to to use the entertainment turn. Uh, she can put butts in the seats. That is it. Yeah. She she can also put them in her mouth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of an important job. Was that in the record? <laughs> I didn't read that in any of the articles, but I get. I bet, yeah, you're probably right. Oh man, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't do either. So. No. Oh, can't. I, I beg to differ. I think <laughs> that you could do both. I think you could. If people come up and ask me, I tell them I could. But 
<laughs> so I think it's butts and uh, yeah, seeds. Yeah, that's right. the next the next question. Can you put butts in the uh, how, how many? Yeah. Uh, can you put butts in your mouth? Uh, how much? <laughs> <laughs> how much? Yeah. But it is butts and seats. It's about yep. marketing and the a comedy club. That doesn't mean she's a comedian. It means that the comedy club at that point becomes a venue to just for people to come by and see someone. Well, I, I look I look at it differently because I I am I am uh, uh, absolutely convinced uh, uh, I'm not going to be at the show, uh, but I'm absolutely convinced that she will she will try to tell jokes. Oh yeah. It's going to be, and, and some yeah. of them, uh, and I also think that a lot of them will uh, uh, get a good response. Oh yeah, well they'll be, uh, they'll be. She's hired someone to write them. That's what I'm. I'm just assuming mm-hmm. that someone else is going to write them, and I'm mm-hmm. assuming she won't know how to deliver them. That's what I'm going to assume. What What it reminds me of, and I've mentioned I've mentioned this before, is uh, they used to do they used to do the real live Brady Bunch here in Chicago. And uh, basically what they did, they took Brady Bunch scripts and the Brady Bunch music, and they just performed uh, an episode wow. of the Brady Bunch live on stage. Okay. And it, be- it became a huge hit. And a friend of mine uh, would get to play Davy Jones. He would, be, he would be the Davy Jones for the, when they did that episode. Oh, and, okay. Uh, uh, it did, looked nothing like Davy Jones, which made it even funnier. He looked more like Dustin Hoffman. But... Uh, uh, <laughs> The, the, the show got went huge and went to L.A., and they started doing it out in L.A. And for a while there, when they would do the Davy Jones episode, they would fly him out, they would put him up, and they would pay him equity. They would pay him scale. Oh, wow. And uh, they did that for a while until they found out, uh, for less money, they could get Davy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, <laughs> that's exactly... That is exactly the business. That's totally the business. <laughs> was it, was it, Lewis Black had a great bit about that, where he talks about how they fly him out to L.A. to talk about he, he a show that he wrote with him in it. And they said, we found someone who can play you better than you can play you. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so here's what I think is happening. There is uh, – President Trump has made – Every comic into a political comic, more so than any any president previous. I mean, I, I mean, Bill Clinton came pretty close. Is, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I think Bush did too. I mean, there was yeah, tons yeah, well, of, yeah, come Bush, on. Bush, you, well, wow, I think I think Clinton was more than Bush because it's you know because how many comics have jokes about oral sex? Yeah, versus yeah. you know uh, yeah. uh, he's so dumb. It, it's, yeah. you know, but I agree, I agree. Those 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 two presidents. And, and, and but now it's never. I think it's never been on the scale that it is right now. Maybe it's because we took a moratorium for uh, eight years in between yeah. Bush and the current president, when, yeah. when jokes were not about the president were disrespectful. Yeah. But I think there are more people doing political, what they call political comedy now, than, than ever before. Well, he does it. Trump does politically. His his last conservative. Sure. I was watching him go, and he's just basically an open mic stand up. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, what I think is, uh, well, you know, rather than rather than hire uh, uh, the person doing Trump comedy, let's hire the Trump comedy. What, what do you mean? It's, it's, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, it's essentially, yeah, she is. She is uh, uh, directly to, uh, out of the she story. is to yeah. Donald Trump what Davy Jones is to the real live Brady Bunch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, why we don't need to hear a Stormy Daniels joke? We got Stormy Daniels. She'll come in. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's mm. that's 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 what I see it as. It's uh, it's it's uh, where kind kind of an interesting point in history too. Where where, where it, yes, I, where where, yeah. where the president president does his own political comedy. He does his own political comedy, oh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and the the satirists are part of uh, the political comedy. So it's crazy. It's a crazy time. But she 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 is uh, basically turning the whole thing into like a kind of a reality show career. It could turn into that, I think, for her. Yeah. And then next, she's the president. I mean, that seems yeah. to be how you how it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, well actually, um, uh, somebody somebody suggested, and I and I thought this was would be a brilliant booking would be to uh, uh, book her with Louis C.K. Oh wow! Yeah, people would. That's crazy, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 what they could do for a finale? <laughs> no, okay, let's not. No, is something they both no, done let's not. quite let's often. Not. <laughs> and you know, uh, Louis could put on a wig that looked like Trump, and then yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, I guess we are kind of going there. That's what. Where we seem to be headed, <laughs> and she could be a president too. Once she becomes the president, she could run a trillion dollar deficit. I'm confident that she too <laughs> could go over budget. I think she could do it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, with that, we have wrapped up our final uh, political statement on the rule of three. The moratorium starts next week. Uh, if you want to uh, listen to our show, uh, introducing Playapod, the best way you can listen to your favorite podcasts with your mobile device. Playapod supports iOS and Android, contains no advertising, lets you download and listen offline, displays exactly what you've listened to, remembers where you left off, has time-coded bookmarks and cross-platform syncing. All this for free. It's free. Just open your mobile browser and visit playapod.app to download. That's playapod, one word, dot app to download it for free. And uh, also, uh, you, can now, you can now follow us on tr- Twitter. Uh, we, we, we now have a Twitter account. Uh, uh, um, rule of three. I think it's at rule of three. I could be wrong on that, but I think it is. I, think, I, I, can't, I can't believe at rule of three was available, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, also, uh, uh, you can email us now. You can uh, uh, send us an email to rule of three at timslegel.com. It's uh, I didn't want to pay extra for a new domain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when I, just yeah, I agree. Just multi use the old domain. <laughs> yeah, or uh, which is timslegel.com. Or you want to know more about Bent? Go to bentwashburn.com. Bentwashburn.com. And uh, we will see you after the Ides of March with. Uh, the politics slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs>